Hello there, and welcome to Geek Sweat. So, this week, they have been crazy enough to let me do the intro. What's that all about? <laughs> so, I'm Don Stinton. I am your leader. <laughs> so, this week, I am joined by Trevor Jones. Hello there. And Akosh Wolf. Hi. Hello to you both. And, as ever, we are controlled by the incomparable MKH, Malachi Howe. Thank you very much. So, guys, first up this week, iPhones. What about iPhones, Dom? I'll tell you, Trevor. So, apparently, we should all be making our films on iPhones now. A couple of years ago, there was a film which I've forgotten the name of, conveniently. I Hit think that might be called Tangerine. Thank you very much. I was going to say Magnolia, even though I knew that was wrong. <laughs> Tangerine. Yeah, Tangerine, which was shot on iPhones. Quite mm. a challenging film. Um, shot in Los Angeles about the uh, transgender community there. And um, it was a massive sleeper hit after I believe it was shown at the Sundance Festival. Mm. This year, Steven Soderbergh, big name director, made a film... Unsane, currently in cinemas, also on iPhones. Oh, wow. So, it's gone mainstream, if you like. It is a thing. You can make a feature-length film on an iPhone. I mean, Tangerine was a film that came out in 2015, so we're like three years down the road from that. And um, I know we got into a few film festivals, and you're right, it did get into Sundance. And it's um, it was actually made on a budget of $100,000. And that's doesn't sound like a lot considering it's a feature film but it actually's made just uh, just under 800,000 at the box office so that could be seen as a successful film primarily shot on iPhone yeah I mean if you make eight times your profit that's a successful film by anyone's reckoning mm. and I guess I mean they it looks like a gorilla film but they probably got all the clearances to shoot in Los Angeles I don't think they were like really grabbing stuff on the fly Actually, even though I don't it looks think, like that. I don't even think they were doing anything on the fly, because from what I understand, uh, the guy who did the film, Sean Baker, um, he actually lived in the area where they filmed, and I think he did some research and uh, met some people in the LGBTQ community, and I think there was some kind of community centre that was either... I'm not sure if it was a housing project or an advocacy project, which is where he met um, the lead actresses... Kitana, Kiki, Rodriguez and Maya Taylor so it wasn't just like a, a happenstance film and they cast for people to play certain tropes these were people actually from that particular area oh yeah re-portraying fictional accounts of what they've seen and lived before oh yeah and it struck me as in a way a sophisticated film and mm. he'd obviously tried to make it look a bit more casual than it was mm. he tried to obscure some of the work that had gone into it mm. But yeah, that's a great film. Really raw, really gritty. It's like a window into another subculture, if you like, that you don't get to see. Amazing locations. I mean, if you've spent any time close to Hollywood Boulevard, you will recognise yeah. like how quickly it goes from the centre of Hollywood to yeah. like quite a gritty place. Oh, wow. I mean, I've, I've, been, I've heard somewhere, and this is from Sean Baker saying himself, that the strip and the roads and the areas that he filmed in is like one of the few areas that has not actually been featured in film or on film uh, as a representation of Los Angeles. Like around there or either side have been filmed, but like the specific roads he's chosen, they were like the first time they were highlighted. So you're actually still seeing something new and a new community. 
So what about this film, Unsane? You're saying that's all, all done on an iPhone as well? All done on an iPhone. Um, story is about a woman who is forcibly committed to a mental institution. I don't know if that's the politically correct word, but I then it's that... not a massively politically correct film. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, this is about almost like being sectioned against your will, isn't it? Yeah, so she is like tricked into sectioning herself. And then to make matters worse, one of the um, male nurses is only the guy who's been stalking her. Wow. Nightmare. So this is like a, one of these kind of, not a home invasion, but the kind of an entrapment nightmare horror situations. It's like a double horror. They're doubling up on the horror. She's okay. got a stalker and she's forcibly committed to this institution. But looking at this trailer, there seems to be an element of, is she a sane person who's being rational about being uh, trapped and trying to get out? Or is this somebody who's clinically undiagnosed mental health who's becoming slowly irrational and unravelling? It seems like very interesting, almost like a black swan proportions. Uh, yeah, I get that. There's um, there's an element of that, definitely. Wow. I mean, um, Steve Soderbergh, he does take like, big breaks from his uh, film career because um, he has done a few films where he said, this is going to be my last film, I'm not coming back, etc. And then he's kind of come back and done something. So I just wanted to say one or two films that where he's kind of referred to him saying himself saying he's not coming back he said uh, i think he did the girlfriend experience mm. i think it was uh back in logan logan run logan's run no logan lucky was logan lucky yeah. um i'm trying to think did he do the girlfriend experience i'm trying to think i'm sure that was this yeah the girlfriend experience in 2008 very experimental um, he did. We need to talk about Kevin. I think that won an Oscar or something. That like was Oscar nominated. No, no, that was that no, 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 no. Is that was maybe a producer or something? Oh, I was a producer. Okay. Uh, it's part of his filmography, but um, yeah, he's, he's, he's a but, I, well. but I was thinking um, he wasn't going to direct again after uh, a, f a couple of years back, and now yeah, he's kind of back abuse, directing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is his second film after he went back on his self-imposed retirement. The yeah. first one was Logan Lucky, yeah. which was okay um kind of less than the sum of its parts okay good actors um not much story for me so to go from In logan lucky which has no. got james bond in the other haste movie he, he liked this uh haste, haste movies things he um. does but this one is a more interesting film for sure um it's got a really good performance from claire foy mm. who people might know as the queen mm. on tv she plays the queen in the crown Oh, so yeah. this is completely different. Isn't that isn't the Crown also on Netflix? It as is. Well? Yeah, wow. it's like a Netflix original. It's like the like flagship Netflix show. Mm. So to see her in this, like as a woman who might be insane, it's like completely different. Actually, I'm starting to get onto your idea about this film on iPhone because apparently there's a documentary called Searching for Sugar Man uh, that came out in 2012, which is a documentary which was also shot on the iPhone as well. So it seems like um, that was an iPhone that was paired with a vintage 8mm camera app in order to kind of get the shots that they were looking for. And that was uh, $1.99 uh, to work with. Nice. Well, you can see like one area where it might work is mm. um, documentaries. Yeah. I mean, generally, since digital came along, yeah. I mean, the big benefit has been to documentaries because it's just a lot cheaper to do them now. Yeah, well, in the case of uh, Malik Ben-Jalul, who made Searching for Sugar Man, apparently he was running out of money towards the end of filming. 
and had to revert to the iPhone and the app to complete his shots. There you go. Whereas, like, um, in the past, he would have had to wait, like, 18 months to get the money or something. And this is an Oscar-winning documentary we're talking about as well. Yeah, yeah. and actually, 2011, mm. had the um, Japanese movie, Night Fishing. I'm not sure that was the first... It is a short film, it's just 30, 33 minutes. Okay. I'm not sure this was the first film shooting iPhone, but this... There was iPhone 4. Yeah. And th- this this short film won the Berlin Film Festival, the best Ooh. short film in in 2011. Wow. It's so, does this mean... And actually, the director is very famous because he directed the old boy, the... the um, not Japanese, Korean. The Korean film, yeah. old boy. Wow. Uh, so, this is interesting. So... Um, does this mean we need we need to start rethinking our tech when we go onto a film set and shoot in films? It possibly does. Maybe, you know, we've got like paraphernalia as um, low no budget filmmakers that we just don't mm. need. Maybe we can strip it right back. Mm. I mean, I guess the other thing we should say is um, this is a low budget film, unsane, but it's still a multi-million dollar budget. Yeah. And, you know, it's Steven Soderbergh. He will have spent, like, shitloads on post-production, on the editing, on the yeah. sound. Mm. It will have gone through grading with a professional editor, so it looks amazing. Yeah. Who? So, uh, uh, Steven Soderbergh's film. So there would have been this whole process to Steven make Soderbergh it look he's, like... He's, he's, he's an editor film. as well, just using a, her mother na- his mother oh, name. Oh, so Soderbergh uses... But his mother Does name. Edit? Oh, so he's cheating and extra <laughs> yes. credit. And the, okay. the, the cinematographer for as well. I suppose it's a f- nice way to get your mum on the payroll. He's, he using he using two two names. One of the cinematographers, yeah. one of the editor. Okay. Is is his? It wise. The I know the uh, the editor name is her her his mother name. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the thing is, um, I'm I'm quite interested in this like this prevalence of the iPhone because in a documentary, searching for Sugar Man, it was an app that was being used with the iPhone and I think with Tangerine the iPhone was used as a recording device but I think there was a lens adapter yeah, attached all, to yeah, it yeah, yeah. They're using and um, it seems like there's another film coming out uh, where Zack Snyder um, is doing something called Snow Steam Iron where he's actually using the iPhone 7 Plus and Filmic Pro which I think is an app and um, it's supposed to be a period drama vengeance piece tale which will be coming out soon i'm not sure if it's a tv series but do you think um we i mean if Zack snyder steve soderberg and uh, steve baker are using these devices to make films uh i'm gonna throw this to you malachi does this mean we need to start bringing new camp bringing our smartphone getting up to speed of our smartphones on a film set i think the reason that these um these films are getting so much attention is because of the directors attached to it mm. and I think it's a fantastic marketing ploy for iPhone as yeah. well I, I don't think if if um, like you or me started using our iPhones we would get automatic re- re- recognition yeah. for our work mm. so that, I think that's I don't want people to see a film like like um, what's it called Unsane if you, oh, I, I can go gate. and do it on my on my um, iPhone, iPhone now. And a gateway. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not a gateway. I think mm. we just need to do the best that we can with mm. what we have. Yeah. I'm not saying if you if you've already purchased kit, don't go and throw away your kit now. You just got you just need to mm. use that to the best of its capability. Yeah. Um, I think there are fantastic apps. 
that you can use um, in in conjunction with your smartphones, whether it's Android mm. or um, or or Apple, because I don't I don't all I don't want to only promote Apple. Yeah, it just seems that Apple gets all the all the credit when it comes to filmmaker for some reason, which yeah. is quite peculiar. But yeah, um, because this thing is this uh, this film is from America, and uh, in the film business, the the Apple is pushing the film business things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's like uh, Apple wants to now yeah, go into that. Yeah, is there nowhere that they want their fingers in a pie? Like, what's yeah. the matter with Apple? I mean, I, I mean, I think Apple uh, were going quite far in terms of the the Final Cut Pro editing so or the Final Cut editing software packages that they were creating. But I think they're kind of they're not pushing forward in that competition with Avid and Adobe Premiere. Uh, so well, maybe they want to get the, the devices. Um, the um, social network was the first. Oscar-winning editing movie. Uh, Oscar-winner movie was editing with um, Final, Final Cut Pro. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I mean, in terms of the battle of um, whether people are using Avid or uh, Final Cut Pro on their workstations, it seems to be like Avid's always just been the head of Final Cut Pro for yeah, some time. Yeah, because the Avid is older. Yeah, and the Avid it's made it the editors mm-hmm. and the. I don't know how it's made the uh, the Final Cut Pro, but I think they just they just try to copy it to add mm. it. But I know I don't know the uh, backstory yeah. about the Final. Okay, what? but I mean going back to this iPhone debate, uh, I think you might be broaching the subject about um, technical ability as well, Malachi, because um, I'm I'm starting to think about this film uh, Monsters uh, by Gareth Edwards that came out in 2010. Yeah. Very low budget film at the time, and a lot of people kept banging on about oh this guy made this film for a hundred thousand pounds or this guy made this film for two hundred thousand pounds and that's made a million pounds and people were forgetting the ideas like yeah but the guy who made the film he's not just a director who had an idea he's a cinematographer vfx specialist yeah. editor and he scouted locations etc it's a little bit like a shane Carruff with his first couple of feature films where he did um oh, what's the one in the box again I'm trying to remember now. Um, it'll come to me in a sec. But Shane Carruff was another director who did a, a short film, a, sorry, a feature film, and it became like very famous. But he was also the uh, music composer, editor, director, etc. Um, I think that film was called um, Primer. And I'm thinking, now that you've got the iPhone, everyone's probably going to be thinking, like Malachi said, everyone can get an iPhone, but... Do we need to know a bit more about the add-ons uh, that come with it now? Um, definitely. Like I said, it's Steven Soderbergh, so he will have spent a load of money on the sound, on the professional grading. Mm. So it's still effectively uh, a low budget, but still a substantial amount of money. It's a professional Hollywood movie. Yeah, and um, we, we need to be clear that these are... Um, films with great actors mm. and a great script and a great plot yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't matter if it's filmed on a potato people will still go and watch it yeah. i think the 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 uh the fact that it was filmed on an iphone is just i don't know it, it's a distracting uh device it's a side note yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. a side note yeah it's a footnote in 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 the grand scheme of things of what this film is really about um I want to say something about that because uh, the we talked about the budgets earlier. So Tangerine, hundred thousand dollar budget. Uh, Unsane, 
has got an insane budget by comparison it's 1.5 million dollars okay, yeah, yeah. I'm not okay. surprised by that mm. having seen it I'm not surprised by that mm. you say that the iPhone would have been like not even 1% of the budget yeah <laughs> it was like five, 500 dollars whatever the case may be mm. or they could have just blew the dust off one day or given free because that's all celebrities yeah. get as well so it's crazy I mean for that kind of money it does feel like they could have made their own iPhone and uh, that could be coming out or they could have housed something inside a new camera inside of an iPhone yeah. but um, I'm also getting uh, Akosh's point about the uh, the recrediting because apparently it's Peter and Steven Soderbergh goes by the name Peter Andrews on cinematography and he goes by the name of Mary Ann Bernard uh, for editing so that's uh, very interesting it, yeah I mean uh, actually, it's free pay actually packets. the Coen Brothers is the uh, same the editor is a uh, as um, oh. they they edit in the film and they have a different name. Why, why oh, do that know. though? Yeah. And it's very interesting because they nominated Oscar yeah. and they, and they they showed you a picture about the guy and it was an old guy yeah. sitting there. It's yeah. this, this was nobody. Is that a union thing or is that just to kind of not just have their credits scrolled then with all of their names and stuff like that? Why do they why do they go for the pseudonym? I don't, I don't know. It's, I think it's just politics or something, uni or something. Mm. Because in in America it's very serious of the, these things. Mm. I think that's why. Because it's very interesting because the um, Phantom Trade, mm. the um, Paul Thomas Anderson, mm. he was a cinematographer, mm. and they is no no cinematographer on the end credits, mm. Bec- and because he 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 didn't find a cinematographer that time mm. who can cooperate. Co- and working with with the the film with him, and he 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 was a cinematographer, but he's not uncredited absolutely. Mm. One thing I want to go back to about this iPhone thing: has anyone here made a film on a smartphone and published it I'm as their to. work? Tell I'm about to tell us about that. I, I I'll tell you in the next episode. Mm. But yeah, um. I just thought, why not? You know, Soderbergh can do it. Why not? But we, it, it, I mean, going forward, I mean, it's 2018 now. The phones are more sophisticated. They've got more data. They've got more information. They've got better lenses. Some of them have got Carl Zeiss lenses on them now. Um, are we starting to figure out that smartphones need to be part of a film kit package? I think Do they can be. I think the real breakthrough wasn't really smartphones. It was when digital came along in the early 2000s. Because there have been you know, films shot on like straight out of the box, like digital cameras before. Um, Danny Boyle, 28 Days Later. Um, he had a load of, um, I think it was Canon XL1s, which at the time were like a semi-pro camera. These mm. days, that would be very low spec. But it looked amazing. Mm. Yeah, actually, and that was the actually, only way he could grab the shots of an empty London. Mm. Actually, the 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 cinema for twenty uh, twenty days later, the um, Anthony Mood uh, Mandel, mm. he was the first cinematographer who used digital camera in a feature film, mm. and that was the Danish film um, uh, um, celebrator, celebration. Mm. And he was the first cinematographer who won Oscar. Uh, the full movies shooted the uh, digital cameras. Okay. So, um, just to um, uh, reiterate, I just want to ask two questions to close this subject. Um, are you going to watch a film which is made on an iPhone? Would you Would you pay cinema money to watch a film made on an iPhone? And will you make 
a film in future on a smartphone? Malachi. Um, I'm. I'm not going to go and see it. I wanted to see it until you told me it was on an iPhone, mm. because I think they cheated because it doesn't look like it was shot on an iPhone because they used everything else mm. to disguise that, and they. I think the sole reason they show it on an iPhone was to promote it better, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, that's my that's my life alert going off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you got to plug Malak- Malachi's machine back in yeah. so he can keep breathing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it was just to grab the headlines. That's why they show it on the iPhone because they could just use a regular camera like, mm. if they really want to. Yeah. And um, I might, I might, I might film on my mm. on my Sony phone because it's got a good camera. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I might. I, I'm gonna incorporate that more into uh, the short films I do and just and just blend the different the different um, cameras that I've okay. got because I've got a few cameras now. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, Akos, will you watch a film in a cinema that's been shot on an iPhone, and will you make a future film? No, I, I think I'm gonna watch an iPhone. Mm. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm going to cinema watching this movie, but I think I'm, I'm thinking. I'm not sure. I thought you said you're gonna watch it on your iPhone. That would be funny. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, um, f- what about making a film on with, with a smartphone? Would you consider doing that in future? Well, I'm, 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 I'm not sure. I'm. I'm a little bit old school with this. Yeah. Yeah, I like the uh, proper okay, okay. things. Yeah. I mean, um, for me, I mean, I've I've not come from like a camera department uh, training or background, so I think I might be open to the idea of having a smartphone as uh, film footage, but I can't get my head around it being the the main unit camera at the moment. So maybe for online or the internet. Um, and your YouTube videos, fine, fair enough. But for short films and feature films, um, for me, if I was to have that opportunity, especially with the budgets I work on, um, even though I've got access to the smartphones, I don't think I would want be comfortable at the moment of having a smartphone as the main unit phone. Maybe for some stock footage, but not as a main unit phone. But um, in terms of do I want to see Unsane, um, I would have jumped at the chance of, of seeing Tangerine on a cinema screen because of the colours and the, the scene of different side of Los Angeles but for uh, Unsane I think I'll give Steven Soderbergh a shot but it feels like I could I may as well wait for it this feels like a Netflix special to me so I might wait for it to come on the internet how about yourself? Um, well I've already seen Unsane I've had the Unsane experience um, yeah does it stand up on the big screen? definitely um, I take Malachi's point Mm. doesn't always look like it was shot on an iPhone because mm. they've thrown so much else at it. Mm. Um, has it influenced the style of filming? Possibly. There are a lot of fisheye style close-ups, a lot of interesting tracking shots which you could imagine would be easy to achieve with an iPhone. Mm. So it might have fed into the style a bit and I think there are some takeaways you can get from that. So do I regret seeing it? Not at all. No, it was an interesting experience. Mm. So to sum sum up, what do you think is the future for the iPhone and the cin- versus the cinema? Well, I mean, now it's been shown that it's a viable thing for features. I think it will continue to be used. I mean, I hope it doesn't supplant more traditional ways of making films. I mean, what I really hope is that, you know, 16mm never completely dies, because that would be a tragedy if we lost that altogether. I hope that, like, clings on in some form. But yeah, I mean, it's it's here to stay now. There will be other iPhone movies. Mm. 
Okay. Okay, and I'm uh, wrapping up now. I'm, I'm doing the outro as well as the intro. So, as always, our controller was MKH Malachi Hal. Uh, goodbye. And we were joined today by Akosh Wolf. Bye. And Trevor Jones. Ciao for now. And this is me, Dom Stinton, saying goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.